looking for the sound. I wonder where you are right now. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We three kings of Hello, Kirk Franklin for you and the family. This is Ehud, son of Dennis, coming to you live from the Middle West of the divided states of America and to the Republic for which they stand, two nations under God, quite divided with liberty and justice for some, for those who are connected, those who have uh, money, those who have a judge in their back pocket, which I hope the judge in Arizona is not in the Democratic Party's back pocket. That is looking at all this election evidence of how messed up and single-sided that election was down in Arizona. It's amazing that it's as close as it was, although I think Kerry was probably going to beat that lady that uh, sat in her basement uh, probably by more than than Trump was going to beat Biden in the 2020 election. Because that was, it's a no-brainer, folks. And to think we've come to this place in this country, you know, if you were, if you had your hopes pinned on secular society completely, you'd be in big trouble. I mean, there's, there's nothing left, folks. I mean, it's going. They want to make it China on steroids, where everything is controlled by a few. And if you're not part of that, then you are part of the rest. And it's really interesting. I, you know, the idea of free markets and a free economy has been so ingrained in this country that I, I still struggle with how they're going to try and implement that here. Um, the social credit idea, the fact that everybody's so tied to social media now and, and these wonderful uh, instruments of um, communication and interface are part of the the hope i think that that some of these elites have in uh, controlling us and i do wonder about the shots and their implementation of that and whether that's supposed to try and get rid of a lot of folks and decrease the population to a certain extent i mean bill gates has, has not been shy about that i mean it's been he's been out front about it so you have this secular uh, evolutionary mindset that that says you know we got to go this direction we got to eliminate people from the planet we've got to uh, move towards a new world and eventual um, you know that's I kind of wonder because you have this transhumanism idea that that is going to allow them to to seek eternal life through some sort of technology molding and that's our next step in evolution supposedly and again people get all messed up when you when you take god out of the picture when you walk away from the objective truth of the bible and the objective truth of god creating everything and and sustaining everything for his purpose um, you can get all, all kinds of stuff jacked up i mean it's it really is incredible some of the things that that people are trying to say are normal nowadays and 
some of the ways in which men act towards others. Again, like we saw during this pandemic that they, they brought out of the closet. I don't know if they're going to wait a few years and try and throw something else at us after they steal the next presidential election or what. Because the fact we didn't deal with 2020, to me, basically says, yeah, there's no point. They're going to do it again unless the other side starts doing the same. And it's kind of hard to tell what's real and what's not at this point. You know, you've got a lot of folks, I think, really, truly fighting for what's right and true and good. Um, but you got a lot of folks that just don't care. They're happy with the system being the way it is and being able to control things and being able to stay in power, uh, to make decisions, to be part of the in-crowd. And, you know, I it, it is very interesting. And um, personally, I want to be part of the true in-crowd, the in-crowd that's part of the kingdom, the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. The one who created everything, Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That's how we got here. That's why we're here. He created everything for his purpose. And you did not come from a bowl of soup uh, millions of years ago. There is no evidence for that whatsoever. When they talk about the age of the earth, they use circular reasoning. They use all kinds of assumptions. And there's no reason to, that you should put your faith and trust in that. None. Period. We have a book, the Bible, that explains that uh, God created everything probably around 6,000 or so years ago. And there's no reason to distrust that. You know, there's certain things that point to an older creation, like the, uh, the expansion of the universe, as a, for instance, or starlight that supposedly couldn't have gotten here uh, in time. But I, I say to you, if God could make the earth from nothing, basically, if he could... You know, when he would, even when Jesus was here, as a for instance, could remake eyes and uh, arms and legs instantaneously. If he had that kind of power, why couldn't he set up stars in the sky that would be instantaneously shining on the planet Earth? You know, circumventing the, the laws of physics for a time. I, you know, he had to have known how to circumvent some of those laws that he put in place. So we don't know exactly how that works. But to me, that's a much more logical explanation than I have millions of years and there's this soup and, uh, you know, this stuff came out of the soup. And then, uh, yeah, you know, it grew legs and arms. And, yeah, I think it got a, a brain and, and a heart and lungs all. You know, it just made all those at the same time. Huh? You know, capiche? It, it just, come on. You know, it's it's no big deal here. Yeah, we just, we just... See the pretty picture over here, huh? You see it? Yeah, right there. Look at that. You know, you got the guy coming up out of water, and next thing you know, bam, we got the human race, okay? Yeah, I don't know how these other animals got here, but they, that's how the humans did. And so you got all these pretty pictures that they draw and, and make it look good to, to make you feel good. Oh, you don't need God, which is really what it's all about in the first place. And we see the fruit that that is producing in our society, that um, things that used to be labeled as deviancy, things that used to be labeled as uh, mental issues are now normal. They're, they're celebrated. They're, uh, you know, little boys can say, hey, I'm a girl, so I can go hang out in the girls' locker room. And I, I just, it, it amazes me that 
that it shouldn't amaze me that people in our society accept some of these things because when you can accept the theory of evolution as truth, uh, you can probably believe just about anything. And they call the Bible religious. That's what cracks me up. If you don't think the other side is just as religious, uh, then you got another thing coming. So we start with the Bible. Here it is, a religion. That is our uh, faith. That's what we put faith in. And if you put your faith in it, you should stand strong and, and be confident because the Bible is true. It's the absolute truth. And it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So let's look at it. Genesis 48 is where we're at. Uh, if you want to listen to the Bible, uh, we've gone through Genesis 1 through 47 so far. And we're going to continue in the story of Jacob slash Israel and his family. So one day, not long after this, word came to Joseph. Your father is failing rapidly. So Joseph went to visit his father and he took with him his two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim. When Joseph arrived, Jacob was told, your son Joseph has come to see you. So Israel gathered his strength and sat up in his bed. Israel said to Joseph, God Almighty, appear to me in Luz, the land of Canaan, and bless me. He said to me, I will make you fruitful and will multiply your descendants. I will make you a multitude of nations and give, will give this land of Canaan to your descendants. Excuse me, after you as an everlasting possession. So, let's see. Now I am claiming as my own sons, these two boys of yours, Ephraim and Manasseh, who were born here in the land of Egypt before I arrived. They will be my sons, just as Reuben and Simeon are. But any children born to you in the future will be your own, and they will inherit land within the territories of their brothers, Ephraim and Manasseh. Long ago, I was returning from Padan Aram. Rachel died in the land of Canaan. We were still on the way, some distance from Eprath, that is Bethlehem. So, with great sorrow, I buried her there beside the road to Ephrath. When Then Jacob looked over at the two boys. Are these your sons? He asked. Yes, Joseph told him. These are the sons God has given me here in Egypt. And Jacob said, bring them closer to me so I can bless them. Now remember, these are sons of an Egyptian woman. But they're from Jacob, or uh, from through Jacob and then Joseph. Uh... Jacob was half blind because of his age, so he could hardly see. So Joseph brought the boys close to him, and Joseph or Jacob, or Israel kissed them and embraced them. Then Israel said to Joseph, I never thought I would see your face again, but now God has let me see your children too. And Joseph moved the boys who were at their grandfather's knees, and he bowed with his face to the ground. Then he positioned the boys in front of Jacob. With his right hand, he directed a frame toward Jacob's left hand, and with his left hand, he put Manasseh at Jacob's right hand. But Jacob crossed his arms as he reached out to lay his hands on the boy's heads. He put his right hand on the head of Ephraim, though he was the younger boy, and his left hand on the head of Manasseh, who, though he was the firstborn. And he blessed Joseph and said, May the God before my grandfather Abraham and my father Isaac walked. The God who has been my shepherd all my life to this day, the angel who has redeemed me from all harm, may he bless these boys, may they preserve may they preserve my name and the names of Abraham and Isaac, and may their descendants multiply greatly throughout the earth. But Joseph was upset when he saw his father place his right hand on Ephraim's head, so Joseph lifted it to move from Ephraim's head to Manasseh's head. No, my father, he said, This one is the firstborn. You put your hand on this on his head. 
But his father refused. I know, my son, I know, he replied. Manasseh will also become a great people, but his younger brother will become even greater, and his descendants will become a multitude of nations. So Jacob blessed the boys that day with this blessing. The people of Israel will use your names when they give a blessing. They will say, my, my, may God make you as prosperous as Ephraim and Manasseh. In this way, Jacob put Ephraim ahead of Manasseh. Then Jacob said to Joseph, Look, I am about to die, but God will be with you and will take you back to Canaan, the land of your ancestors. And beyond what I have given your brothers, I am giving you an extra portion of the land that I took from the Amorites with my sword and bow. And so Jacob's about, or Israel is about ready to hit the dusty trail into the never the never never land the uh eternityville the uh place that we all will go eventually when we leave this planet and it's a crazy thing to think about sometimes isn't it i don't know about y'all but but i do think about that from time to time that at some point i will not sit in this chair anymore i will be walking on streets of gold i hope something like that um in a place that is probably beyond description uh, and it will be a, a really wonderful thing so so we thank you lord god almighty for your truth the the objective truth that you've given us about our creation and how we're here and why we're here and and the history of uh the world really through uh christ the history of um your redemption toward us and what a wonderful thing it is and how we need to put our trust and faith in you lord and not man not sinful men that have come up with all kinds of crazy ideas so please help us we love you and praise you and worship you in jesus name so thanks for stopping by and uh, i hope you have a blessed day and we'll talk to you soon Mary, did you?